This scripture reading and the following address were part of the YouTube streamed worship service from St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on June 11, 2023. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. comes from Genesis chapter 12. Now the Lord said to Abraham, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and the one who curses you I will curse and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Abram took his wife Sarai and his brother's son Lot and all the possessions that they had gathered and the persons whom they had acquired in Haran, and they set forth to go to the land of Canaan. When they had come to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land to the place at Shechem, to the oak of Moreh. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, to your offspring, I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there, he moved onto the hill country to the east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and invoked the name of the Lord. And Abraham journeyed on by stages toward the Negeb. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Call. I'm going to focus this morning on the words in the Old Testament reading in Genesis chapter 12, or some of them at least. Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house, God says to Abraham, to the land I will show you. I will make, you, make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and the one who curses you I will curse. And in, all the families of the, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went as the Lord had told him. Let's pray. Lord of the church, Lord of life, you call us by your spirit to follow you, to go to the people and the places you prepare for us to bring blessing. You paid the cost of redeeming us, Lord Jesus. Help us to do what it takes to bring your forgiveness, your life, your blessing to the world, whatever the cost to us. Help us to follow. Amen. At about um, 4.30am yesterday morning, Saturday morning, a surgical team was just finishing up their work in the Royal Children's Hospital. They had brought a new heart to young Brady. That's not his real name. He received a heart transplant, just like his dad had before him. It's quite an amazing story, I find. We know Brady through our own kids as an acquaintance. For um, six of his seven months on this earth, 
He's lived in the hospital. And I just can't imagine what it's like for his parents on Friday to get this news that perhaps, perhaps this is going to be the day when he will receive a new heart. And I can't imagine what it's like doing those hours. You know, they prepped him at 4.30 in the afternoon on Friday and whenever the operation's long operation of many, many hours, I'm sure, it was next morning at 4.30 when he received his heart. Thanks be to God. That was how we started Saturday morning. What a wonderful way to start a day, isn't it? He's still in a coma, he's doing okay, but he's got a long way to go. As I think of his parents... Uh, his grandparents, and as I think of the parents of the, the little one whose heart was donated, I can't help but be overcome by all sorts of feelings as a parent and as a grandparent myself. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Are you prepared to pay the cost? Will you do whatever it takes? Have you sometimes faced those situations in your life when... I just need to, I need to get this. Whatever it takes, I'll do to make this possible. And a heart of love often is the place from which this, um, this dwells and wells up from. What about as a disciple of Jesus? Will you do whatever it takes? Will you pay the cost? Benjamin Franklin said, there are no gains without pains. No pain, no gain. We know that saying, don't we, I reckon? It doesn't sound like much fun, does it? But I think it's true that sometimes we are called to do something, to be something for someone which involves a cost in order to bring blessing. The call to love, to love with the love of God is one of those calls in life that we have. Are you, dear fellow disciple, prepared to pay the cost of what that call brings? In our readings today, we hear of God's call, don't we? As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, follow me. And he got up and followed him. And as we heard in our Old Testament reading, now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. So Abram went as the Lord had told him. God calls. Follow me. God calls. Go. Go where I call you to go. Go to whom I call you to. Will you go? Matthew and Abram respond to the call, and as Paul fleshes this out beautifully for us in our second reading today, in faith. Go, Abram, go to the land I'm sending you to. And if we happen to read this little section of Genesis, we'll know that the end of the previous chapter, Genesis 11 we'll see that, that Abram and his family have already been on the move. That chapter finishes with these words, Terah, that's the, Abraham's dad, took Abraham and his grandson, Lot, the son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law, Sarai, his son, 
Abram's wife, and they went out together from Ur, this, uh, uh, this uh, cosmopolitan city uh, of, of those times, and go out to the back blocks of Canaan. And when they got to Haran, they stopped there. And that's where the, our story gets picked up again today. Abraham, for a second time, is on the move. He's already been uprooted once, and now God calls him again. Go. And there is a cost. For Abram, there's no human safety net in this call. Just the promise of God. You know, we hear this word of God and we say, this is the word of the Lord, and we say, thanks, don't we? Thanks be to God. Thanks for speaking to me, God. Today, we'd said that, and it's a good thing to say. Sometimes God's call takes us to a place where we might not be so comfortable. It's still said today that moving house is one of the great stresses in life. Um, last year, there was a survey after COVID that, you know, they surveyed people who had moved house. And 40% of those people who responded said it was more stressful moving house, they thought, than losing a significant other person in their life. That's how stressful it is. There's a cost. But in the ancient world, for Abram, the cost was even more significant than the stress. For the indicators of what it was to be a blessed person in life were that, you know, you had, you had country, you had land, you had a place, a ponderosa. You had a name, you had a heritage, and you had children. And Abraham didn't have any kids yet. And as we heard in Romans, you know, he's, he's getting pretty old by this point. He gives it all up to follow the call of God, follow me, go to where I call you. No safety net, no human safety net, except this promise of God. The faithfulness of God is what he relies on. I will make you a great nation and I will bless you, God promises. But it's not blessing for the sake of living the easy life but it's to be a blessing to the whole world. Blessed to be a blessing. Abram was prepared in faith to pay the cost, to bring God's blessing to the world. Are you? Am I? Are we? The call to love with the love of God, with the gospel, is not something that we simply outsource to some expert. As Pastor Nathan said to us last Sunday, everyone, and that must include me, I think, has a calling to share the gospel in words and actions. And that is, in fact, the gospel in action, isn't it? When we're sharing it. Because that's what God did for you and for me. Whatever it took. And what it took was this, that from God's heart of love, God so loved the world, God so loves you and me, that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but may have eternal life. Life. Indeed, God did not send his son in the, into the world to condemn the world but in order that the world might be saved through him. Dear friends in Christ, if you believe in Jesus and I reckon you probably do, we are blessed beyond 
anything this world could ever conjure up. God in Jesus has paid the price for sin and has overcome death by giving his life freely for you and me. The heart of God in Jesus. Forgiven, new life people. Blessed to be a blessing. That's God. And I reckon for us who follow, that's us too. Called to bring the love of God to the people in our lives and perhaps even beyond, as Jesus says, even to the ends of the earth. Sometimes I wonder whether we outsource loving with God's love. Is being God's blessing in the world something that only experts can do? Or is this God's call again to you and me today, right now? Follow me. Follow me afresh. Go and make disciples. Be who you are, my blessing in the world. So, dear friends, I'd like to ask some questions, or I'd like to ask you to ask yourself some questions. Are you prepared to pay the cost, to do what it takes? As you hear of Abram's response to move to another land, would you ask yourself, have I become too comfortable where I am, perhaps? Is God calling me to a new adventure, a new gospel adventure, perhaps? Who is God calling me to go to? And how is God calling me to use his blessings in us to be a blessing for others. Over these next few Sundays, we're going to explore this in a little bit more depth. But today I'd like to set a couple of challenges for you to consider, if I may. First of all, as I mentioned before, on June the 24th, Pastor Nathan will lead a gospel fluency workshop here at St Paul's. What this will do for us who uh, are able to come along is to help us in sharing our hearts of love in Christ with others, to grow in our witness. Have you sometimes felt that it's, that's a difficult task? How can I do this? How do I do it best? Am I clumsy or whatever the excuses are that we might come up with? May I challenge you to invest just a few small hours on a Saturday morning, if you can, to grow in the heart of God for you and through you for others. Secondly, you might be aware that we as a community have started a relationship with a congregation in Indonesia, um, and they're you know, some distance away, but nonetheless Indonesia are, what are our near neighbours. They've invited us to come and see, to come and hear what it means to have the heart of God in a different land. And I've invited them to come here too. The people of this congregation and other Christians in that place live in a land where 230 million people are Muslim. That's their context for witnessing as to who they are. And we've set up a little agreement with that congregation about how we're going to grow in our partnership. Some of the things involve sharing stories of God at work in our congregations, in our mutual congregations, and our approaches to ministry and mission, that we can grow from one another and grow and help one another in our mission call. Secondly, we'd like to be building up our children, youth and young people uh, through offering opportunities for them to meet 
and get to know each other and the places in which we live and share in joint activities and be involved in the nurture and growth of our relationship. Thirdly, we would like to mutually empower women to be actively involved in the life of our congregations and our communities. And a different context certainly that exists in Indonesia, I can assure you. And finally, sharing our knowledge and methods in caring for uh, the ageing in our congregations and communities and for empowering and equipping them for ministry as appropriate. We'll talk about this uh, relationship a little bit more at our AGM in a few weeks' time. What I'd like to do is form a team of people, ideally, I'd love it to be an intergenerational team, to go to Indonesia next year, perhaps um, soon after Easter. I know that's a long way off, but there'll be a little bit of preparation to be doing. Is God calling you, just as he called Abram, to go to another land? I want to invite you into this conversation. Will you come and see and learn in order to be inspired and empowered by the people in that place for your witness here? Are you called, perhaps, if you can't go, to say, I'd like to assist someone who'd like to go, maybe a young person? Please do see me any time if you'd like to have a conversation about this. As I say, over the next two Sundays, we'll explore this starting next week with our witness as welcomers where we are. I thank God that Brady is doing okay. He's still in a coma and he has a long way to go. His loving parents will love him and they'll do whatever it takes to do that, just as our loving Heavenly Father has done the same in giving us his Son. For you, God's heart of love for you. Hear again the call from this same God. Come, follow me, and follow where he takes you. Amen. And the peace of God, which goes beyond our human understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen. Galaxy, you're my